I'm a mama. I'm right. I ain't no mama. Man of land. This is old cowpoke. <laughs> you know, cowpoke there. Yeah, I ain't no mama. I'm a man, man of land. <laughs> you sound like you're from New Orleans. I'm a man of land. <laughs> hey, gumbo. <laughs> and this is Mama Needs a Movie. Mama needs a movie. A podcast for our word talking about. We're talking about movies that have the uh, movies that you saw as a kid, movies that you're watching as a parent, uh, all of that. And this is a uh, this is a great opportunity we have today because we're talking to somebody who likes to watch movies and is a parent, both things, a miracle. And Ryan does the intros so much better than I do. So proceed. I'm going to do, uh, oh God, now I feel under, now I feel under pressure to get the intro right. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Wait, do we yeah. need to, do we need to just, just take a breath? Do we yeah. Need to take a yeah. Breath? Oh okay. God. Okay. Uh, this is a, uh, our guest today is, is a, uh, a big movie fan. He doesn't, I feel like he doesn't sell himself as an authoritative film guy. He's not one of these guys online that's like, you know, I've seen all the, I've seen, I've so many movies, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. you get to talking to him. I've talked to him over the years about movies and he, he can, he's seen so many and can speak so smartly on, uh, on them. I, I think he's a, we're really looking forward to talking to him today. He is a very funny man uh, who uh, you know from uh, the uh, show on IFC, The Birthday Boys, terrific comedian and writer and a movie fan. We're so lucky today to be talking to our guest, Matt Kowalik. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Hello. Hello. Uh, how you doing? Nice intro. I'm doing good, guys. I'm happy to talk to you guys, to see you guys. And uh, I saw Anne. I've seen Anne at the playground. You know, mm-hmm, yep. a few times, a, a few months ago. And then, um, Ryan, uh, I haven't seen that much of you during, oh, I guess a, a few times, m- more than most. Maybe. Not at the and playground. Not at the I feel playground. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like we were at dinner. We had, we had dinner a few months ago, but, yeah. but, uh, you guys have a whole, these, this whole parent world is a thing that mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like AA or one of those things. Like there's a joke of the player <laughs> it's <very exclusive. laughs> where, where it's like, where it's like all the deals are made at AA. I feel like now they're all made on the, on the at the playground, you know? Yeah. It's true. That is true. I, I've talked on my car phone uh, heading to the playground uh, talking about deals and scripts. Yeah. I mean, haven't you Matt? I mean, that's most of my life. Uh, deals and scripts. Yeah. I would say that's way more of my wife's life actually, but um, you know, I'm just dad in it right now. That's fascinating, <laughs> though, that you have you have gone from being a guy to a guy with a wife <laughs> and a child. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just added some things. Yeah. I added a wife and a child. <laughs> <laughs> you, you played your Sims really well. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. And look, you're in like a, a house. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm, in a, I'm indoors. <laughs> you're at a house. You're not shitting yourself or running out of food <laughs> currently. You haven't given up on life entirely. Well, good job. Good job. Thanks. Good yeah, job. you know, good to be here. <laughs> it's a close thing. It was a close thing back in the day. You never know. <laughs> so, is everyone that worried? <laughs> no, nobody was worried. No one was worried. It's just, you know, you never know who, who the people that you know when you're when you're kind of like getting your start in the uh, the cutthroat world of Los Angeles, who's gonna uh, you know yeah. not, not end up sure. so good? So no, yeah, I've been here since 2006. 
Wow. I feel like I've known you almost since then. Yeah, both probably. Of you. Both of it's you since time. the beginning. Yeah. 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 Time. yeah, I think you came to, I, re, I distinctly remember you coming to an apartment that we had at one point uh, and taking a lot of, uh-uh. remember that app was, the, the photo app where it was like a photo booth? Photo oh, yeah. Booth? Sure. Yes. Yeah. And then the, my, my, my computer misidentifying you as Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> it was like close enough. Yeah, yeah. we kind of look like, I feel like if someone committed a crime, if I committed a crime, you could probably go to beefing. I think we could be be both pulled in and I'd be worried. Exactly. I'd be like, well, I don't know. (laughs) know know. He's going to think it's me or him. But that would be nuts when your your fingerprints actually match. Oh, no. I mean, do they have your fingerprints somewhere? You know? Do they have mine? Yeah, I don't know. I gave mine, I remember, like, as a kid at, like, a Burger King or something like that. <laughs> like, in the what? 80s. Like That's a pretty strict early, Burger King. I think there were a lot of kidnappings started happening in, like, the mid-80s. Like, uh, 85, 86, you know? And yeah. then um, oh, I, I remember doing yeah. a fingerprint thing. And I wonder if it still holds up, if it's, like, the same thing, like, as my five-year-old hand was so small. That they yeah. still have my... I did mine at a police station. I remember when I was like seven or eight, and and, and I remember thinking like, "Good, you guys got these in case anything <laughs> wow. happens." I don't yeah. think I'm like, I don't want them to have them now, you know. <laughs> you know, not that I'm planning anything, but in case something happens, it's like you're worried rather... that if you pulled a heist, they would try to they would match it with your six year old finger. Yeah. yeah, they might. They might. Was that because your parents were worried, or because it was just like a school thing? You were all doing i think uh, my parents were worried were they probably. were they people who were generally concerned about you being stolen i don't think so i think um i don't know i hope so <laughs> i mean are we all basically worried about our children being stolen i don't even think about, i haven't thought about it actually but now that you've brought it up it'll be something that i'll all I'll, it'll be all i think about mm-hmm. but um no I they were just that, like, we saw I think that. they were just having like a, they were probably having a promotion. You probably get like a free kid's <laughs> meal. <laughs> and if you'd give them your fingerprints, give them all your information. Yeah. Give so, me all of your child's uh, information in perpetuity. Yeah, you have a free <laughs> chicken nugget. It's the social security, uh, not with the, yeah, free special. It's <laughs> so, so horrifying though that it's just, it's just Burger King has your fingerprints. Just Burger King. Just Burger Nobody King. else. <laughs> Some creep at Burger King. King. Like, police. <laughs> Burger King cops. It's hey, funny because there's... somebody's fries or something to rev here. <laughs> We're going to know who it is. I don't know anything about how the judicial system works in the, the Burger King universe. I only uh, know about hey, it in the McDonald's crime, universe. You fry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Burger King seems lawless compared to McDonald's, but which has like it's it's a structure of there's a jail obviously exists in right. McDonald's universe. Burger King's more of a maybe an outlaw world, like a more of the old west. Oh yeah, it's well, wilder. It's wilder. Well, no, I think it's just you get beheaded by a king or queen and just at it's their more discretion. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's like feudal times. I think yeah. so. I think so. I think it's like you have serfs. And then you have the landowners. And I mean, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> they never really leaned into that king part, except for the crowns. And uh, like they put a crown on one of their characters. But 
They never leaned into the feudal thing like a like it was medieval times or something. No, and you know what they could have done? They could have done like an amazing thing where they bought Dairy Queen and then they had the king and queen mm-hmm. as one thing. So it was Burger King and Burger And then queen. Prince something. Yeah, they and then bring you and Prince then Chicken. Prince, Prince advertised it, but you know he's he's not around anymore. Oh, so it'll happen that. at some point. At some point, there'll be a merger. They're all merging these days. You know, like it's like you got Time oh, Warner, TBS. Merge. They're all yeah. all the shows. <laughs> Everybody's Burger King, Dairy Queen. They're all going. It's the only way to survive. Yeah, you murders gotta, and acquisitions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, murders and executions. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. I even said it wrong because I'm not a guy. So I'm I in murders and executions. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, you're, um, it pertains to this movie, uh, Matt, you are from Texas, if I remember correctly. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. You're our second Texan guest, I believe, uh, that we've had in the last few weeks. Who was the first? Uh, Andrew Grissom. I don't know Andrew Andrew Grissom. Grissom. What, you don't know him? But you're both from Texas. He's from Dallas. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. It's a pretty big state. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I didn't get that from this movie. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Where specifically in Texas are you from? I'm from Houston, outside of Houston, Sugar Land, Missouri City. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I remember from uh, a very long time ago that you were a business guy, (laughs) business student. Yeah, I went to the University of Texas Uh at Austin, uh, Hook 'em Horns, Uh as they say. And, well, which is um, very cool. And I was yes. a business. I was in the business school. I majored in marketing, hmm. but uh, my here. minor or all my uh, classes, I took like film history and uh, other film classes when um, I could. As my so, electives. what was it? How did you get into movies originally? Was it a family thing or your a you thing? Um, I don't know. I guess it was like a me thing. I just always really liked TV, and then going to mm-hmm. movies became a thing and then it was really fun and then um i don't know just seeing a, a commercial for a movie is like so exciting you know do you remember one that you were like yes musty i mean so i mean so many uh movie rental boxes make me think that you know like anything that was rated r my parents were pretty strict about that with growing up with new mm. rated r movies so mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think the one time, like I remember, like I mean, more movies had done this, but Batman, like it was PG thirteen, you know. But I was like eight, but it was like marketed so heavy that there was like no choice but to take me to see it. You know, what I mean? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, pressured to to your parents. <laughs> oh god, I remember, it was like on a road trip too. Like we went to my grandparents' house, and I remember being in like Rockford, Illinois. And uh, like one night, my dad like took me to see Batman in the theater there. And uh, that night being so scared of Jack Nicholson's The Joker. <laughs> you thought he was lurking? I don't know. I was scared of it. The thought of it was scared me that I, so, but then I was fine. But um, I remember I was just, I was like those types of movies, like you'd be like, oh, I have to see that. And you'd like, you know, um, back in the day, it would be like more like teaser shows, you know, like on E and stuff too. It would be like, here's the big summer movies, you know? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he used it. to have a show that just played trailers. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was awesome. the greatest. It was the best show. It was like before, long before the internet. Not long before the internet, but a few years before the internet. It would just be like, here's the trailers that are out right now. Yeah, like, wait, that was a show. Yeah, it was just yeah. like coming attractions or show. 
and yeah, and, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, it was be like some host, and he'd like throw it to trailers, or some like unseen clip. Mm-hmm. So you would you would see just a just a little taste of a movie, and then just have to go. You have to f- get it. Yeah, you'd have to like piece it all together through all the clips from the late night shows and <laughs> these shows. You <and laughs> couldn't see it, you know. You see as much as you can of it, you know, until you eventually yeah, like can one of those, see it. Once uh, it's on video, it usually get floats around. Like somebody's parent rents it, and it's kind of laying there, and then yeah. you can take it. You know. Did you manage to watch any R-rated movies? that way oh totally like at somebody's else's oh and house? like yeah late night like cable and just like kids who were um had older siblings usually or oh you know. yeah yeah so when the parents stopped caring so those are you know so they were kind of like left alone you know after school anytime after school you could watch any r-rated movie you know uh-huh just not but you couldn't talk about it with your parents or you just sort of not really <laughs> not really I remember one time telling my parents, I used, they used to like, I used to have to like go to church on Sundays, even if I did like a sleepover and they would like pick me up. And I remember the night before I had seen Unforgiven, I was like 10 or 11 and telling my, like, what did you do last night? I was like, what did this movie, you know, it was about this cowboy, like just like the story of Unforgiven. <laughs> It seems like a great movie for church. You yeah. talk about that church. Was, I mean, it was a very yeah. powerful film, believe me. Especially if it's like 10, 11 year old, you know? Yeah. It's like a neo Western. It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know if the guy's a good guy or a bad guy, honestly, to tell you the truth. Is he? Is he? I don't I know. Because Do you have regrets? Of our, our national consciousness, we think he's a good guy. He's a. Yeah. Unforgiven, I remember being, uh, I remember seeing it as a kid because it, it had a lot of uh, hype and acclaim and actually not liking it, just thinking like, this is really dark and I don't know. I, 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 it seemed like to me just such a depressing experience. And then I rewatched, actually rewatched it for the first time in 30 years or whatever last year and was like, yep, this is a great, great movie. Yeah, <laughs> it took that yeah. long. It took, and I was like, yep, this is one of the great, this is, this is in my top five Westerns for sure, but it took a long time to revisit it's a movie you have to earn i think like yeah. by watching a lot of westerns and then one day you're like oh okay oh look at that some remorse <laughs> huh. it's not all funny yeah. games yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not all uh, high noon <laughs> yeah you know you need to see the other side you know <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think there are a lot of westerns i, I think of westerns as a as a genre it has this quality of, of if you watch a lot of them, or maybe film noir has a similar quality too. It's like if you watch a lot of movies, you're rewarded from watching those movies because then the ones that are different are really exciting. Yeah. But if you don't watch a lot of movies, it's like, well, I don't know. Is this what Westerns are like? Sure. It's about guys who regret stuff. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a fun genre. Why is everybody talking <laughs> yeah. about it? Well, it's <laughs> something sad, man. <laughs> Sad men riding horses? Come on! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm Everybody's into that. Talking genre. about I westerns, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you went on down a list, probably if you were like, I'm going to watch all the most acclaimed westerns, it would be Unforgiven, The Searchers, uh, maybe mm-hmm. Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, or all these ones that are sort of downbeat revisionist 
versions mm-hmm. almost and are broken. Well, they're self-reflective. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're like reflecting on what it means to be a Western in a, or a man, a man masculinity. Yeah, exactly. Changing times, the changing times around them. Having yeah. To deal yeah. With that. That's kind of searcher stuff. But they're not yeah. like, that's not the genre as most people like the genre. The genre is like, I like Stagecoach or like, I like North to Alaska. I like John Wayne movies that are not like the depressing John Wayne movies is what most Western fans probably, you know, if, if you talk to like a guy yeah. that liked Westerns in the 50s, that's probably what he liked. Yeah, well, like shoot them up between, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a difference between somebody who's into into uh, cop movies are the same. There's like the the like, oh my god, what are we really talking about? Is it okay to have this much power? How are the power being used? What does this say about our country and about race and gender and blah blah blah? And then they're the ones that are like, the cops are great. What? Yeah, but then it's like, but then like French Connection or something is more fun where it's like them chasing a thing, you know, like actually yeah. Just yeah, being but cops there, and robbers a, and being a cowboy and. You know, it's fun. Yeah. As I get older, I'm I'm kind of a fan of cops are great movies. I mean, I understand whatever f the police or whatever, but I'm also like I just like a movie where it's like cops, like the cops are gonna go up <laughs> down a guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, those cops are gonna get that criminal. They're gonna yeah. get that guy. Justice. Well, as we as we've talked about, we own the night. That's a cop movie that I love, and I think it's very it's Is that very the, fond. Uh, Walking Phoenix one. Uh huh. Yeah. Like one's, yeah. one brother's bad, one brother's good. Mm-hmm. I want to see well, that. Well, not bad or good. Not bad sure. or good. Oh. Just different. Um, back door, front door kind of thing. Um, but Robert Duvall is so good in that. He's oh, just Robert like. Duvall's the best. He's at like 100% Robert Duvall levels of like, if you don't do what I want, I'm going to hit you probably. Robert Duvall. Even though I'm old, I'm <laughs> I'll hit you because you're my son. No, man, but I can still get, I can, I can, you could make the right choice, son. that's really good that's really good do you ever have conversations like that with your very young daughter um uh, a robert duvall like yeah 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 like at the playground (laughs) yeah listen you gotta climb up here and you gotta you gotta swing and then you gotta slide (laughs) (laughs) um as we mentioned you are uh, you've played many roles but your most important role is that of dead? Um, Apparently, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you? Uh, how's uh, how? This is kind of a thing we always ask, but like, how does does your uh, does your kid look at movies? Do you look at? Do you try to introduce movies? Is it too early for that? What's up? Okay, so uh, my kid is two years and like five months old, right? So mm-hmm. like three or four months old, we went into the lockdown. So, mm-hmm. um, so like my wife works full time and then I'm a freelance and I write and stuff, but I can do that, you know, off hours and other stuff. But, um, you know, like during the day, like I was in charge for like a year like, mm-hmm. of the baby pretty much. I mean, like not that my wife wasn't helping cause she was working from the bedroom, but it was like most of the hours it was me and the baby and we just, you know, yeah, we had adventures. And um, yeah, and now she's two. And now, and now, but so so saying that also meant I got to go do something. Watch TV. This will distract you. So unfortunately, like she got into TV pretty early. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. And now she mm-hmm. uh, and like loves movies. She loves 
like uh animated movies and it's probably not good she's probably has like a like a more she's watched more tv than she probably should but she it's loves- okay this isn't about shaming anyone thank you this is this is just the real talk what kind of what what does she have like strong preferences of what movies she likes right now yeah she goes through phases like she's gone she's like Beauty and the Beast was one that she calls Mama mm-hmm. Dada. So I guess mm-hmm. I'm the Beast. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Flattering? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm like, you know, I'm the one who actually has to be like, no, you know, <laughs> the time. So I'm the Beast, I'm sure, in her life, you know. And that was like pretty early on as she started to like understand things and stories and stuff. And then, you know, she's been really obsessed with um, Coco and Moana. Uh-huh. And the Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure I'm missing a few. She just recently is back on Moana, but um, mm-hmm. she really likes movies. She like wants she requests a movie. That's that's pretty good. I mean, it's good too that she was able to. She was not. She was able to have friends, even if they're fictional friends during yeah. the pandemic yeah oh you know and also she actually this is pretty funny to me is that recently we just like she lo- she's like such a show off and likes to dance and sing and so we like d- downloaded easter parade that judy garland movie oh yeah and she was obsessed yeah. for that with that for like three weeks like all of the dancing parts were just like she was up trying to do them oh man that's yeah, a fun movie that. it's actually pretty fun yeah. it's a pretty good that's a good kid movie i think i watched that a lot when i was a kid because it has such great uh, parasol twirling in it. I just remember Judy Garland twirling her parasol. Oh, yeah. Uh, walking down the street. And so all those Judy Garland singing and dancing movies, I was a big, I was really into um, Mimi and St. Louis when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And if you watch that movie now, it actually does have some real weird dark parts to it. Yeah, all those like, movies do. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's funny because I think it, they were made for adults. They weren't actually made to be like, yeah, whatever. It's for old people or just singing and dancing. It's like, they got some, some weird nuance to them and singing and dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess if you're eight, are you watching Easter parade in the theater and be like, this is great. You know? Yeah. Where do you guys stand on a, a wizard of Oz? Do the kids look at Wizard of Oz, or, or I, I feel like I feel like a lot of people are like, "No, I wouldn't show my child Wizard of Oz. It's too dang, dang scary." But um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm a witch, so I don't, I don't agree with the depiction of of <laughs> of, a, of a wicked. Uh, uh, well, yes, of course, it does not conform with your. Yeah, uh, <laughs> anyway. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Where do you stand on the Wizard of Oz? I'm fine with it. In fact, last Halloween, my daughter was Dorothy. So she was <gasps> oh. like, she likes parts of the Wizard of Oz. Like, obviously, uh-huh. there's parts of it that are just unwatchable with a with with young child. Yeah. <laughs> like, that movie's yeah. like, it just has, there's like a 20 minute part that you always forget about when you watch that movie. You're like, oh, dear Lord. Like, it's like at the castle and like all the dark stuff's happening. Yeah. But, yeah. And the monkeys, those flying monkeys are so scary. It's so crazy, though, also that a movie that old is still like entertaining people. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. To 85 years old. Yeah. Right. So yeah, 39. Yeah, yeah that like movie. 39, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 39. Yeah, same year Gone with the Wind. Yeah I, yeah, I have, I have, I am infinitely uh, in awe of Wizard of Oz, of how well it holds up. And 
it was a movie that I had a little sister growing up that liked it and watched it obsessively, like around probably three or three years old. And so I, I've seen it and also heard it maybe a mm-hmm. thousand times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you, it's not like you've, you're not necessarily watching it, but you like know every single line, you know, every, the rhythm of it, how the music goes in and out mm-hmm. and starts here and there or whatever. And I never really got that sick of it. I kind I still, still love The Wizard of Oz. But, no, I agree. Yeah, it's a can yeah. forever be playing somewhere, and you're like, "Oh, look, the Wizard of Oz," and you're like, happy to see it. Yeah, it's almost like to to know that movie is to be a, an American. It doesn't even feel like it's a movie I watched. It's just part. Yeah, of Yeah, are they culture. keeping that up? Are we keeping that up as a culture? Are we keeping? Are up we the are we cool with that? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we are. I guess if we show it to our kids, then we are. Yeah. I think a lot of that monoculture stuff, though, is going out the window, which is sad because it used to be. I mean, I'm I'm remembering back when I was a kid, like if a movie aired on network television, it was like, oh, we all watch that because it's on network television. And even maybe 20 years ago, it was like, well, if it airs a lot on cable television, we we all know Shawshank Redemption because it airs a lot on cable television. It's, it's on like, TNT well, what, every other day. Like, what be. airs now? Where do we... I guess maybe Netflix if something is in the Netflix main yeah, player. it's and, always on Netflix. <clears> yeah, <throat> I mean, there are movies that are on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. I feel like that's similar where it's just like you're going to get it on whatever streaming you've got. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, not. Like I mean, not Giant like, is Like Hondo in 3D on TV, you remember? Like, or whatever it was, you know? <laughs> What was it? No, because I'm not 70. I don't oh, Hondo, Hondo was a big thing one time, I remember. Oh, Hondo. Hondo. It's oh, like Hondo. a John Wayne yes. movie. They're giving yeah. 3D glasses away at like a gas station every all around the country. And you go and yeah. then one night they, the TV station like adjusts the screen so that or you do something to your TV so you would be 3D. Oh, I didn't know that. Remember that? Interesting. I remember remember one or two attempts of like 3D style presentations when I was a kid on TV, but I want to say, oh no, I'm thinking of a David Copperfield special where you like touched the screen, (laughs) Um, but that wasn't uh, the way that it worked. Um, The movie we're talking about today is on, uh, I always forget to say this, but I think it's important to know where you can watch this movie if you want. It's on, it streams Mm -hmm. right now on HBO Max, which is very convenient. Mm -hmm. And Uh, on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? get it on there. Oh, wow. Okay, so you have no, this movie we're going to talk about today, it's a long movie. It's, Mm -hmm. some might say it's an old movie, but it's a thrilling movie and you have no excuse now not to Yeah, just watch it. it like you're watching a limited series. Watch it like you're watching Moon Knight on Disney Plus. A movie that I think it's a movie. I think that counts as a movie. Watch it like you're watching Euphoria, also on HBO. I would say it's yeah, like, but it's shorter than that. But yeah, it's a shorter than Euphoria. Yeah, but yeah. in every other way, is exactly like Euphoria. I mean, the people, the actors are the same age, which yeah. is crazy. I mean, yes, those actors now are the same age as the kids on Euphoria. Yeah. So what made you want to talk about Giant besides wanting to force us to spend a whole day watching a movie? (laughs) Well, it's not a whole day. Basically, it's a whole day. When did you watch it? When when did everyone watch it? What time of day did everyone watch Giant? This is a a good question. I watched it... uh, a few days uh, lying in bed on my computer as it was intended to be viewed. Wow. The best presentation. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yes. I watched about half Sunday night and half Monday night. Uh, yeah. So about over two nights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to do it. The intermission. I have the old DVD that you flip middle way through, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. <laughs> but no, I ended up watching it on HBO Max and it looks way better on HBO Max. It does. Yeah. It looks It looks great on HBO Max. The last time I had seen, I've only seen this movie one other time and it was on a tiny TV in a, I was in, at the time, I, it's a long story, but I was in a mobile home at the time and <gasps> there were some tapes on a, and on a tiny, tiny mobile home television, I watched Giant like 20 years ago. And that was the previous time. And then now I watch it on a bit, slightly bigger TV. So now I feel like I really have the epic experience of <laughs> yeah. Giant. You saw you the Warner Vision. What's so crazy, Brian, is that <laughs> the first time I watched Giant, was on a tiny screen in a trailer. Oh. (laughs) And I haven't seen it since. So I've never had the full experience, but it's weird that there's (laughs) something about Giant that makes you just want to go to the smallest living situation and watch (laughs) it on the smallest screen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe it's because you're just like, I have to fill the hours in this horrible place. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's something about it that's like, I've I've watched, I think I've seen Gone with the Wind a few times under similar conditions where it's like, I'm in a hospital. I guess I'll just watch Gone Mm -hmm. with the Wind. I'll watch like this four hour (laughs) movie, you know. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Better settle in. It's kind of the Gone with the Wind of Texas. You know, in a way. Well, slightly different, slightly different angle, I think, on uh, whether uh, being racist is cool. Um, Uh, Is this a movie that you had uh, (laughs) growing up that people talked about? Did your parents talk about it? Did people people care about this movie? Uh, I think that I discovered it in high school, and Mm -hmm. I thought I I got really into, like, Technicolor and big, dumb epics, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when I first started getting into film. And stuff, um, you know, you got nothing but time. So you're watching these long old movies like the original, like Dawes Boot or something, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's a good uh, one. You know, uh, in your in your room alone. Um, but I I like giant. I like big epics. I like that it's a big Western epic that takes place in Texas. I like that it's. Um, it's like the movie that will never end. <laughs> it's oh, it's still not over. It's still happening. Did you I'm know that it was... I, I asked you guys because I still am watching it. I started it three days ago. And, you haven't uh, finished it? You don't I know how it ends? It. No, Where I, are you in the middle? Uh, I watched it in one sitting, actually. And um, it was hard. I got a little distracted. But um, no, I just think it's like a fun, um, crazy journey. Yeah. And like kind of like a fun Texas tale, you know, and it's like the big like studio movie, big, big stars, like nobody better than like Elizabeth Taylor or like, you know, you got a James Dean in it and, um, you know, young Dennis Hopper, you got Rock Hudson, you got a crazy cast. Yeah. Yeah. All the stars. This is a great director. George Stevens. Um, this uh, if you don't if if you follow this show at all, you know we haven't talked about a ton of old movies. But the other or the uh, the second this I think is now the oldest movie we've talked about. The second oldest movie we've talked about happens to be from the same year, uh, same star Rock Hudson and mm-hmm. similar milieu of an oil family written on the wind, oh, which yeah. we discussed that film with uh, Josh Fadum. And now we have discussed this. We're going to discuss this film with you. So these are sort of bookend 
These are sort of a pair of episodes. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. And Rock Hudson is funny because I don't think when I was a kid watching Rock Hudson movies, I was just like, oh, who's this big luck guy? He's just like a big <laughs> man. I, he didn't register it all to me. Uh, I mean, I was into Joel McRae. He was like, I thought he was, I was like, <laughs> one day, one day I'll have a Joel McRae, which I don't really understand, but I liked him a lot. You and saw Rock, Rock Hudson, and you were like, he's no Joel McRae? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hey, I'm weird, okay? But I I think it's because Sullivan's travels. I was like, oh, but he's so charming. And he's funny and charming. And he sort of gets what's going on. And Rock Hudson's like, what? Uh, Yeah, he plays a little dumb, like a little lug. He's a little dumber. I think he's a little, I think he was, I think he was maybe not the smartest man, but that's perfectly all right. And him and Elizabeth Taylor apparently got along really well and, I read this whole article about James Dean, Rock Hudson, and Elizabeth Taylor that Elizabeth Taylor would talk to both of them and was friends with them. And they were both kind of like, we want to be your friend. Uh, and, and James Dean was like, I don't know exactly what I want <laughs> sexuality wise. And then Rock Hudson was like, she said later, if she hadn't been married, she would have hooked up with Rock Hudson on this when they were hanging out in marfa texas that's where they filmed that yeah right outside marfa oh okay that is marfa was in the news about i don't know a decade or two ago because it was the shooting location of both there will be blood and no country for old men and also for just being really cool yeah now it's like a destination place i've never been yeah it's like joshua tree of texas it has that Prada sense. store. But the Prada store isn't in this movie. Is <laughs> Just that- like Joshua Tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's my understanding. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> no, I hear you. Like, it's kind of like a fancied up part of the desert now. It's yeah, it's like, like, oh, it's just it's a bunch of rocks. It's kind of been co-opted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. people just want to go and pretend like they're in the desert. But oh, I ooh. didn't realize that that was why, is that a lot of movies have been filmed there. And that that kind of put it on the map as a place that people could go, uh, could identify as like a, a weird town in a weird little town in Texas. Yeah, it's weird. It grew out of just like, I think, tourism, basically. Yeah. Kind of. Now people so. just get married there and have lots of events. That show, uh, I Love Dick, uh, was set there. Yep. Uh, Everybody's favorite show. Hey, probably the I best thing to ever shoot in Marvel. I actually really liked that show. Okay. <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, my therapist liked it. It's shorter than giant. <laughs> Marfa is, uh, this movie early on, there's some dialogue, which I think helps set the film up really well, which is Rock Hudson says, well, you're, you live in your country. You got to come out to my country. And there's a lot of talk about different countries. And you realize it's like, oh, the way this is almost set up is like Texas is a different country than she, he goes, he's basically a rancher who goes to buy a horse from her and, and her family in Maryland and ends up falling in love with her and bringing her back to Texas uh, to live. Uh, and she has to sort of assimilate to the Texan customs of the time or whatever. But the movie kind of sets you up for like, oh, yeah, Texas is kind of a different country. I mean, we in, this, it's, in the sense mm-hmm. that in America, there's many countries that are inside of the United States. Uh, but I felt like that's it's kind of giving you that right at the beginning. Like, yep, a theme of this movie is that we live in, t- we live in a bunch of different countries in this yeah, which is interesting that 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 part of it just felt like, oh, my God, yes. Yes, I think this is definitely true, that we live in a bunch of different 
versions of America in different places. Yeah, a bunch of those sentiments are like now ring true so much more now. But like, mm-hmm. uh, just like, well, uh, Texas is a, it's hard to explain. You know? <laughs> but they're always just like, uh, it's just funny. It's such a, a, a fun legend building movie for Texas too. You know, I think like, uh, just like, it's it's pretty big, you know, like, it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> One might even call it giant. Giant. <laughs> Well, you know what? That Edna Ferber, who wrote this book, she had a book called Giant and another book called So Big. Yeah. So imagine if was... this were called So Big, that would be funny. <laughs> we called So Long. If it this was, was like movie. the Giant. Though I read the book when I was a kid after seeing the movie. You're a uh, Ferber fan. Yeah, the the I'm a, I'm I'm into Ferber. Um, and these were like hit hit books. So this would be like it, like a version of. Yeah, it was like a hit book when it came out in like 52 or something. And then this was made. Yeah, and then they were like, let's get this on the road. They were like, so, let's get it made. Let's get it going. But that's that's so strange because I don't think anybody. I mean, I've never talked to anyone who's read the book or even knows about Edna Ferber at all. So this, this movie has outlived all those books. It was its day's Harry Potter. <laughs> it <laughs> was like days of weeks. John Grisham. Yeah. But <laughs> Edna Ferber. Story that big. No rude tweets. No awful, hateful tweets from Edna Ferber. Um, <laughs> she's very smartly is dead. <laughs> Edna Ferber, uh, well, I want it, this kind of relates to George Stevens and some of the other stuff in the film. Edna Ferber was a great writer. Interestingly, just glancing at her biography was like very attuned to anti Semitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 in the, especially in Europe, she would visit Europe Europe every year in the twenties and thirties, and was kind of like like I think there's something weird going on here. <laughs> like so pre-war, saw a lot of that happening, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and then George Stevens, of course, uh, this is one of his. Uh, he was one of the more like invested documentarians in, in World War II in terms of he was present at Nordhausen and uh, Dachau uh, concentration yeah. camps, and 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 I mean, he had seen some of the true horrors of. World War Two, and you have to think that's a that's kind of like you feel something from both of them in this movie about I don't know um, racism uh, perhaps. Uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty strong, yeah. and they don't yeah. uh, dance around it. It's pretty like right in your face, like bold and like racist, like against Mexicans mostly in mm-hmm. this. Yeah, and, and that part um, is that. Part and they is... do bring up the fact they're like they you stole all the land from the Mexicans, and like mm-hmm. it's pretty like. You know, um, it's uh, Elizabeth Taylor's character is a good like is like a great character. And she kind of like brings up all the hypocrisies and all that stuff. But it's funny that that I think that when she says, oh, yes, I was reading about uh, I was reading about I was reading about it all night until five. And uh, and so it was it was stolen. It was stolen from the Mexicans. And he's like, well, don't say that. That's it's more complicated than that. And she's like, oh, I don't mean to offend you. It's okay. And then three hours go by. (laughs) This is like almost the beginning of the movie where she's like, you know what? There's something amiss here. And then uh, the end of the movie is him relaxing, just looking at his his grandchildren (laughs) saying something racist lovingly, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. Sort of, sort of. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. And I think there's a weird, um, like pre, 
<laughs> Maybe this is too sad, but it's like pre 2016. I feel like, you know, all the nice Elizabeth Taylor white liberals were like, we can, we can do this. We can just, you know, just talk to your, your Republican spouse for like, I don't know, your entire life. And eventually they'll stop being so racist and they'll fight a racist guy in a diner. You know, it'll be great. It'll be great. And now watching it's like, oh my geez, this is no. This is yeah, but sad. she didn't convince him. It was the kid. So in the end, she yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't convince him. But I mean, like just her, I mean, I do think that her view of the people who actually lived in the town and being respectful to Mexican people, more or less, did affect her kids, her son feeling like him not being so racist that he wouldn't marry a Mexican lady. Right. So she, she does was, have some influence in that. Yeah. She was like a princess die of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And she's every time, basically yeah. like every time they introduce a, a, a Mexican servant or someone, she's always very open in, she's, she's very polite, asks their name and everything. Yeah. And Rock Hudson's always saying like, oh, you don't need to, don't treat them like, don't make a fuss over them. They don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't like, talk to them like yeah. that. Don't yeah. talk to them like they're human beings. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> right. Which he does with his sister about Jet Rink too. He's like, don't, no, no, no. He's, he's, he sucks. And she's like, no, I like him. And she likes him, likes him. Like, Luz, original Luz, not later Luz, but original sister Luz. Luz 2. <laughs> Luz 2. <laughs> Luz, it's like, I was watching the end part where, where like old Jet Rink is, is like sort of romancing Luz, Luz 2. And I was like, is, this is like in Twilight, isn't it? Where like their daughter grows up really fast. And then the werewolf guy try like marries her or something oh oh yeah yeah the, <laughs> right? the daughter yeah falls in love yeah he's like is, i can't have yeah. you but i can have the daughter but yeah it's like uh it's a good move if you can't if you can't if you can't be with a girl try to be with a daughter that's um i mean right. movies teach us. doing what he could do you know yeah is that how you met your wife you just waited oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was in love with her mother <laughs> It's so awkward, though, when you you have to hang out at family functions, though, right? I feel like, I kind of love both of you. It's, like, weird. But. <laughs> I don't think he was worried about those fun. I think he likes the, would have liked to go to those family functions. Being, oh, yeah. Uh, confrontational. Start a fight. A lot of punching in this movie. I like the punching. The punch yeah. sound effect is good in this movie. Yeah. There's some, uh, yeah, they're good fights. Good fights. I did like in the beginning, though, when... When they have another weird rom uh, relationship swap where her little sister is Lacey. So they have two daughters named Lacey oh, right. I know what and Leslie, which yeah. sounds mm -hmm. impossible to me to have to differentiate those two children. Like, how would you call them? That sounds really hard. Yeah. But she has she, uh, originally Elizabeth Taylor has has a boyfriend and she's like, you know what? I, 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 I'm going to go with this guy. <laughs> the little sister's just like, okay, David, now you come with me. Like she actually right. says, she's just like, yes, now you're my boyfriend because I, I mean, you got to be part of she this She inherits his, his, her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. That's like how her, it was back then. Like, I feel yeah, like, right. I feel like in people a world around, where, there's not that many people. You're just like yeah. marrying like the guy, like you'd marry your neighbor. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and if the neighbor dies, you're like, was the neighbor having a brother? Like, you're just, you're always marrying people's brothers and. It's all about proximity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love is pro proximity. 
<laughs> yeah, or 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 uh, you just and people had to act fast, yet. like in this, like he's like has to woo her and ask her to marry him, and like takes her home with him immediately after he just meets her, mm-hmm. and then you know, and you don't even know the person, so you're like, what am I getting myself into? But I think you know? he does know her is the thing. Like she's he very- knows her, but she doesn't know what she's doing. No, she knows that he's Texan and he's very tall and he. That's it. <laughs> she knows that he's, he's Texan a movie star, and she has a she, and he looks like Rock Hudson. She has a very yeah. hard time. Uh, something that totally escaped me the first time I saw it. It was like watching a new movie this time. Was like the portrayal of her going to Texas is it's it is like a different planet. Even though she's she's like from more kind of like horse people up in Maryland or whatever. You know, more green. She's from like country. very green. Area. It's green. Like very green and lush, and then she goes to like this like barren like ranch it's barren and there's a great brutality i mean the the, just the 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 sense of what animals the people's relationship with animals in this movie and cattle and uh we're gonna bury a calf's head underground and that's Mm -hmm. our barbecue and her kind of disgust with the um with the with that i it made me think a lot about texas food meat these kinds of uh traditions and um you're a and you're a you're you make no bones you're a vegetarian um do you I, I did you no pick bones. up on this do you you make you don't you don't actually make, I bones. make no bones i got no that bones. Had meat on them did no you bones. sense a, a vegetarian theme in this movie i think i i i was sort of intrigued by that is that there seemed to be a uh there is a there is a the only thing I remember in the the book um, is from that the banquet at the end when Jet Rink is being celebrated. Um, that when they all stand up to clap for him, it describes the steaks cut in the shape of Texas congealing on their plates. Nice. And I have never forgotten that image. That image, and I think that there's there is there is a connection in here between the way they're treating. Uh, the Mexican people and the animals is, as it's like, it's all ours. Like we're all, we're all gods of this country and her, because they're, they're placed together. They're placed together in the, in the story. She comes into this world and she's like, Oh my God, this calf's head. And you, you're not treating this baby who's sick is mm-hmm. the same kind of um, like revulsion. And, and, and like she it's inscrutable to her. Like, what are you talking about? You have your own private doctor who doesn't help the... So then there's no doctor? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And how quickly she's like, your sister just died. But that's not the priority here. There's a baby that's sick. Or I'm going to send the doctor to the baby. Mm-hmm. Is like a, a pretty a pretty strong move. Um, but as a vegetarian, I was like, yeah, this movie is, is, feels like it is saying that... Uh, Eating giant hunks of meat is disgusting, and I agree. Yeah, there's a there's even a scene, a Thanksgiving scene, which is kind of funny, but also kind of uh, embarrassing and, and yeah. kind of cr- cringy. Of the, they they present the Thanksgiving turkey, and then the kids they the, <laughs> it's a turkey that they the kids knew or whatever. Pedro, so yeah, <laughs> they freak out because Pedro the yeah. turkey. <laughs> yeah, which is I think is there's. I mean, think about the connection there. They named the turkey Pedro. So yeah. I think this whole movie is is full of full of little like if you wanna if you wanna hear my my comment, you can hear it. If you don't, it's just some some crying children and a funny scene. But what's interesting is that I think like like the the racism aspects of the movie. I don't think 
this is a movie that I have like relatives who are, well, I'll say some of my relatives are not like the most, uh, they're not 2022 people, you know, like, especially if, if I was talking to them about this movie 20 years ago or whatever, and they, they all like it. This is not a movie that where they, where people feel like condemned by the movie, you know, um, it's not, it's not, a, I think it's a movie that's themes kind of come through, but they don't feel like this is not a, uh, uh, an indictment, you know, of a way of life. Uh, it's, well, I think it's about family. I think that's a way in, even if you don't have any particular interest in Texas or in uh, a conversation about uh, racism against Mexican people, it's, a, it's about a family and how does that family function and how do they tolerate or not tolerate the changes in their family. Yeah, it's pretty honest and bold and straight shooting. You know, like about like how they are, <laughs> like you know, it's they don't um, like I said like dance around it. It's pretty. Um, it can be jarring at times. But are yeah. there are there no six shooters in this movie? Is this really a movie about Texas with no no cool guns? Yeah, I don't remember any guns in this movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there are any. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it is a. It's not a. Yeah, it's not really a gun film. It's a. It's a, it's about cows. It's about how you gotta, you know, and oil. It's about <laughs> and cows oil. and oil. You're, there's two businesses: cows or oil. Um, oil is way more profitable. Yeah, yeah. They oil make, makes that make money. Like, I noticed what I I googled giant, and uh, <laughs> at the bottom it says that the 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 list of like related Google searches, <laughs> and I just, the first one was racism movies. <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah okay mm, all right yeah i guess if i was if I was searching for racism movies this would be a good one to watch oh that's yeah that's a um because it's not just racism that she's that she's all fired up about it's that part where she her husband is like uh having this this man only conversation with a bunch oh, of yeah. about politics yes a great great scene yeah yeah yeah. Like interestingly shot and and she says, What is so masculine about a conversation that a woman can't enter? So yes. Like, and, yeah, and they're yeah. like, You'd just be bored or whatever. You're like, Oh God. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, <laughs> let like the, the children go thing. to bed. <laughs> like, ooh. Yeah. And then the other w- wives are like, Why don't you come with us? And they like even like, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love the way that scene is shot because it's a very tense scene and it is shot, I believe, in just one or two wides. Like it's not, yeah. a, mm-hmm. it's held in these sort of, it's it's sort of what people always say about the Joe Pesci, like, uh, why am I so funny? It's like, you just hold like a tense scene like that in a wide, you see everyone's face get uncomfortable. And then at one point she says, she looks at the woman and go, she, there's, a, there's a group of uncomfortable women and she looks at them and goes, boo. And I'm like, oh, ah, <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's a, yeah. I would love to be in a theater for that moment. Cause you yeah. know, that's a big laugh. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. What if, yeah. what if Joe Pesci like, oh, had, had played this part? It would have been. I think he would do a great job in this role. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, remake. Liz Taylor's mm-hmm. kind of, I think, like a little underrated. And I mean, she's not whatever. She's super famous. She's one of the biggest <laughs> famous Liz Taylor's underrated. She wasn't underrated. Well, she was. Um, oh, she was rated very highly for being beautiful. Not really rated very highly for being a good actress, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. And this this is an interesting part for her because she's not. It's not. She's not. She's playing like a just a, a good sympathetic woman. You know. It's also yeah, crazy. She's like twenty three in this. Yeah. 
and had made like 25 movies already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah, aged, like she ages like 50 years or whatever, 25 years or whatever. Yeah. Because she says in that scene, she's saying like 25 years from now, I'll be almost 50 and I won't care as much. And the, uh, the older ranch guy is like, yeah, no, you'll be part of it. So you will. Yeah. Yeah. And then she immediately gets pregnant. And then she becomes part of Texas. Yeah. In the end, she was Texas. Any of them? Yeah, Texas is any of them. Um, This is the this is a clip I found about uh, this was an interview uh, conducted with Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day Lewis years ago by Annette Isendorf, and it is about There Will Be Blood. They were talking about There Will Be Blood. They mentioned Marfa and Giant, and they're talking about Giant, but this is a specific moment that uh, a specific thing that Daniel Day Lewis uh, talks about here. I have to I have to tell you my Giant story because I've actually seen. I've seen Giant many times more than Paul's seen it. I've actually seen it probably more times than anyone on this planet. And the reason I've seen, not that I don't love Giant, I, I love it a little bit less than I used to now, but, but the, the reason I've seen it so often is because my five-year-old son, it's his favorite film. Um, now the reason it's his favorite film, I don't know how many of you know Giant well, but the scene in Virginia at the beginning when Rock Hudson goes to buy the horse, and he comes down to breakfast the next day and he's already kind of fallen in love and there's that breakfast scene. And, and, and the breakfast scene, I don't know if you remember, but there are all these silver tureens and one has got sausages in it and one has got bacon and one has got eggs and the other has got pancakes and God knows what else there is there. But anyhow, my five-year-old son thought that breakfast was the best breakfast he'd <laughs> ever, ever seen. And so he likes to watch that film. He loses interest a little, and it's at the beginning of the film, but he loses interest a little bit after the breakfast. But So uh, he tells a story. He continues to, uh, goes on to tell a story about how he, like, uh, went to a motorbike race and promised his son the, uh, the giant breakfast. And, and they, at the hotel, they had a breakfast that was very much like that breakfast. Oh, my God. But the food is very important. In the this, food is super important. I have yeah. a, a a second Instagram feed that's called Cinema Yum Yums. And without even being aware of that clip, the photo that I posted from this movie is that breakfast. Uh, so I know exactly what he's talking about. So maybe I'm Daniel Day-Lewis's son? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's it. If you want to see this, uh, I, I will repost the, the photo from the movie. But that's, that's like a meat-heavy meal. You don't want that breakfast. No, yeah. it's also got biscuits. It's got biscuits. It's got I two kinds of jam. I love gravy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Fried eggs. Like fried eggs with butter. the crispy... Crispy on the outside. Yeah. Well, like, there's that there's that those shot that shot of the terrines, which I know what he's talking about here. But then when she gets to Texas, she has there's like an egg on a steak. Yeah. Which yeah. and that's yeah. like that's and a, and a big I think it's like a big hunk of cheese. I think it's too. butter. <laughs> oh, butter. Okay. Butter. Yeah. I think it's butter. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole other thing of like of like all right, you're used to this kind of breakfast. Now here's our kind of breakfast. Um, yeah. Uh, and a lot of. A lot of a uh, cultural association through the food. Yeah, well, they're eating with teeny tiny forks when they're back east. Yeah, uh, I mean that's more of an old movie thing, but they they they're the way that 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 beginning part is shot when he he meets her at the family house is is uh, it's so 
film school that she's in the foreground so she's bigger than he is even though he's larger because he's the outsider and i was like oh this is where that stuff comes from eh? yeah this is all <laughs> this film with the film professor is like yeah, this watch the scene i was like yeah i yeah now i'm doing that i'm watching the mm. scene yeah the hierarchy of the characters but she's always more powerful than him and he he is like it's like she's got to play she's got to play him to make a life well, it's like you said in that final scene, the way that he kind of comes to term with the terms with the idea of having a mixed grandchild uh, is one of tremendous like resignation. It's not like a it's almost like his wife just kind of wears him down. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like yeah. I guess it's okay because it's not I, a celebration. You're yeah. right. It's a resignation. He's yeah. like, well, you know, I guess I can be okay with this. I guess I. Um, for 25 years or 30 years or whatever, she's just been like, you know, we can just be more accepting. And he's been like, okay, I, I'll never figure you out. I'll never understand you and your kooky ways. But it's actually, it's very easy so. to understand. Yeah, it's really easy. <laughs> she's it's, very easy to understand, sir. Like, I figured her out. <laughs> I would I would love like watching this. <laughs> you remember when on on like E or something you used to have those like pop ups at the bottom of the screen? Yeah. Like pop up video? No, like like I used to work at E and they were called pubs and bugs. And oh, okay. Bugs that came up at the bottom were like uh, okay. Watch, watch such and such show. It was like a little animation that came up in the bottom. <laughs> but that would be you coming up at the bottom, being like, "It's not that complicated. It's your grandchild. <laughs> I don't know what's what is confusing you." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'll never understand you, <laughs> Leslie. <laughs> you enigma. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I do think, though, I got to say, though, I do think that that is how a lot of people, a lot of older people who, whether they have outdated political ideas or racist ideas, a lot of people just, they don't have these changes of heart. Like, it's not like, I know that everything, everywhere, all at once has, like, this theme around, like, this is a movie people are talking about, like, oh, in the end, like, an older woman learns to, like, acceptance or whatever. I think people don't do that. I think, I mean, yeah. some do. But well, I think it's much, do. It's much more likely to be, like, like I'm just tired. Okay, yeah, whatever. You want to marry a, a Mexican girl? <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah. he gets in that fight, which at the beginning of the movie, he wouldn't. So I think that's yeah. sort of his everything. What's everywhere. that fight really about? Is he really mad at Jet still? You know, I don't know. Yes, he's always exactly. mad at Jet. <laughs> yes. Because he wanted to have sex with Jet the Not entire time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Which is um, fine. It's fair. It was weird watching this movie. I thought, watching Dennis Hopper, I was like, this is so strange that James Dean is the one that everyone, that was the takeaway. I guess because he died like well, before died the movie came, even came out. He is so, James Dean is so dead in this movie. He's as dead as anyone I've he's ever seen so in this movie. Weird. Yeah. yeah. He's so, 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 so weird yeah. in this movie. He really is weird in this movie. Like a weird actor, like weird choices, lots of flourishes, lots of like little things. He's like doing that. He does this thing where he goes like, well, you won't be able to see it in the audio, obviously, but he goes like, he does like this little wave, this little side wave. I know Every what you're time, talking about. and I was like, when he leaves a room, yeah, he's like, he's bye, like, and he does a side wave, and then I was like, oh my god, that's what they do in Heat when Val Kilmer is saying bye to his wife. Oh yeah, they he both the, do that, and I was like, is that because of? I bet James it is. Dean. 
You know, there's also this video. Um, it's probably online, I'm sure. I just remember it being like an extra on like the Rebel Without a Cause DVD or something like um, where he's like in his giant stuff, like on the lot and they're recording this video about like driving safely, like teens to drive safely. Oh my God. And he like is brought in and like kind of like is like, yeah, you know, like does his James Dean like thing like is kind of like uh, be you know, be careful out there. You, you know, life you save just might be mine or something like that. Like it's some like haunting video that he like did right before he died. Like some just like, uh, yeah, you can find it online. It's, it's cool. Wow. Yeah. So he's, uh, and this was the last movie. And he like was- has the lasso. So he's like, has the lasso and he's like wearing the hat that he like oh, wow. in that scene, you know, like where he has the lasso when he's like given the land. It's mm-hmm. like, they must've been shooting that like on the lot or whatever. Wow, that is really yeah, but so so not heartthrobby in this. No, about half of the movie. I mean, he's very heartthrobby when he's young and on the ranch and and but and, I don't, and the I oil. Don't, I don't think. I mean, as a as the only. Anne's not impressed with yeah. James Dean. <laughs> I'm you gonna ju- get on. I'm, I take just, your game I'm somewhere else, Dean. <laughs> no, just because I was like watching Dennis Hopper in this. He's like this sensitive, conflicted guy, mm-hmm. and I mean they they're in Rebel Without a Cause together too. But it's like it's funny to see how his career ended up. But he could have just as easily been somebody that is looked at in that James Dean sort of way. Like he was a, a, like a pretty guy who was who was doing a lot of acting and yeah, but we don't think of him that way. Well, we think uh, of him. Dennis I mean, Hopper. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think I. I just recently watched some documentary about him, but like he like it was someone who's just like so combative. Like after a few years of this like studio filmmaking, he like rejected it kind of, and like he was trouble and he was like hard to work with, and then like so then he couldn't work, and then he made Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. And then he like made the last movie or whatever that like destroyed his career for like 10 more years. Mm-hmm. But but he still made cool shit in between then. But yeah, like he was just he just couldn't do it. He he was like, yeah, you, yeah, he could have pr- maybe been like a James Dean type character if he had like played ball. Yeah. I mean, like that scene that he's in with Rock Hudson where he's like, I, you know, I, I can't I can't tolerate this racism against my wife. The way right. that you're saying, like, well, you knew what you were getting into when you decided to marry a Mexican lady. And he's like, don't you do that, too. Like, it's a great scene. It's really like mm-hmm. a, a valid argument that he's having with his dad. Like, don't don't also be kind of a passive participant in this. That's really hurting my wife. And that the the woman who plays the wife, we don't she barely says anything, but she does have such a. A wounded look the whole movie. It's very, you feel for her in the yeah. beauty, the beauty parlor scene where she just gets ignored. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's wonderfully subtle the way that that's done. It's just about her being ignored. Like, she's just not there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like hard to watch. It's like, yeah. uh, it's a great, you know, great scene. It is proportionally. I just didn't, when I remember thinking back on this movie, I think of it all as these desert vistas and, and oil derricks and things. But it really, uh, about half of the movie, Dennis Hopper does shoulder a tremendous amount of yeah. the acting of the movie in the end. And James Dean is playing 
30 years older than he ever lived to be in real life. Most of the movie is this sort of mustached, drunken version of himself yeah. that's not glamorous yeah, like, at all. Like some Howard Hughes type version. Well, he looked like <clears throat> Dean Stockwell. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I think he? they knew. They were like buddies, I think, maybe. <laughs> they probably like they were. were from the uh, same era. Yeah. He's, it's, no, uh, that scene is like so actory and so, you know, it's a melodrama kind of, you know, but it's a great scene where he's like breaking down and sad and like his, like whole, uh, like his whole event has just gone to shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's kind he's of like, God damn it, He did it all for her. <laughs> he did it all for her. And she's like, and it just nope. doesn't. Nope, nope, not into you. Yeah, never, never gonna happen, buddy. Uh, yeah, but for Famous. you, Ryan, did you did you have any particular? You you have some Mexican family uh, on one side of your family. Did you did you see anything in this that felt specific to you? Maybe in your experience. Um, I don't really, I, I don't, I don't, uh, but we're not in, hooked up with oil people. So it's, uh, <laughs> what <laughs> you gotta, you should be, you should try to be. See, this I is, know some. this is, uh, yeah. This, oh, you do? Yeah. I know people like, I know I have friends who like, I have friends who are like, who are like second or third generation don't have to work because of oil money. Wow. Like, and then like some pity who like. Uh, one of my good friends, like he has this, like just has this oil derrick on this on this ranch of his that it's always been in his family, just always pumping. Wow, wow. always pumping. It makes like you know, x of thousands of dollars a month, just like get a check in the mail. That's Man, so what a life! Yeah, that's like you know, a lot of people. You know, you just like hit some oil. It's the same thing in like in like. That's uh, good advice. I, I, yeah, just be a wildcat. Try, try to strike oil, guys. That's my life advice. In a in a, I know I've, I've talked to a few people from the Gulf region, and and they uh, they're it's similar there. Like if you if you happen to have grown up in Kuwait at the right time, like the government just gives you money. It's just like we have a bunch. Like oh, that's crazy! <laughs> wow. Um, they yeah. should do that in Texas. You know, they, they should, they should just spread it around. Like, hey, yeah, you don't need, no yeah. one needs to be poor here. No one needs to be poor. <laughs> no, here there's so much oil. We have so much oil that, and they just found so much like a few years ago. Oh, really? Like, in Texas. Like, yeah, that's been, there's been boom towns, you know, and like, apparently we don't actually need any oil from the outside world. Like we have enough. There's enough oh. in America. In the United Domestically. In the US. Oh, that's interesting. To supply ourselves. Yeah. In Texas. Well, but then you couldn't get into these. At least for Texas is fine. There's enough gas for Texas. Well, and that's its own place. So uh, <laughs> it's, its own country. That's not where they're not sharing. <laughs> yeah. Not good to share. No. I do think the theme of, of, I guess, like interracial, not necessarily, I guess it is interracial marriage or it's like, it's like the marriage between whites and non-whites is a theme. I actually thought of this recently because I, re I revisited The Godfather and I was like, a lot of very successful movies are about this idea of like, maybe we're not like identified our, as foreigners. Like in, in The Godfather, it's like, we're Italians. We're a little bit second class, you know, like we're a little bit, des we're a little bit designated into a different class of person. And then it's like about like, oh, but I have this white girlfriend and she's going to be my wife. And in the second movie, it's like, well, it's not going to work out. She can't hang with this, you know. There it's very metaphorical because it's like, 
it's a crime family in addition to, you know, yeah, whatever. There might but, be other elements going But on. I do think that this is like, this used to be a theme that like people used to love seeing in movies. The idea of It was like, the Italian thing she couldn't get over in that She movie. couldn't get over it. was just uh, his Italian heritage. Well, Diane Keaton like, oh, is you know very not Italian. This Italian American at the end of the day. He's like, hey, I want to come on, Kay. No, I can't do it. Oh, She's like, me. you have too much flavoring in your food. I have to leave. That's the only reason. <laughs> oh, cannolis all day long and cured meats. No, I can't oh, do it. I just want white bread. That's the only possible <laughs> problem. But uh, yeah, it's not a theme that we talk about much anymore. But I feel like you used to be able to make a... Any, if you just like included in your movie the idea of like the daughter wants to marry like a Mexican... Or, like, a mildly ethnic man wants to marry a white woman. People were just like, yes, that's like my family. Like, that's yeah. exactly what happened in my family. And it didn't work out. Or it did work out or whatever, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, or, just, or maybe it's also that we're uncomfortable talking about differences in, in wealth uh, lately, for some reason, in movies. Yeah, it's definitely a class movie yeah. and race. Class yeah. and race are addressed. Yeah, the kind of like grace that Elizabeth Taylor's, there's a great line where she says, uh, you know, like money isn't all, Jet. And he's like, uh, Jet Rank is like, well, not when you have it, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. The idea yeah. of like when you can, you can kind of uh, buy your way out of the concern of money, you know. Jet's uh, not wrong. Jet is like wrong. the American dream. <laughs> like Jet did what he had to do and he got lucky. You know, like all those guys, you just got lucky. You and I think lucky he's like... some oil. Yeah. I mean, he worked hard for it and he, you know, was trying to better himself with those books. We saw him. He was trying you to know? read books. <laughs> it is interesting, though, the way that he is at the beginning. He's like, hey, I have an idea. I'm going to show you all of these very, very poor people on this land and make you kind of... Maybe that'll get you to not like your boyfriend anymore or something. Mm -hmm. And then... He's a trickster. Of this, he's the original Joker. This guy, yes. He would have been a good Were Joker. Were you scared? Were you scared? <laughs> well, there's so that scared. scene where he goes, he, 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 he. <laughs> I, I got some oil. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he did. I bet he did. I bet, I bet there, is, there are scenes we will never see, versions of takes with James Dean that are so colossally weird. Because this performance oh, is so weird. But imagine how weird it was. Mm. Yeah. I want to see those takes. I feel like the movie, I mean, he had died. I think he had been dead like a long time when the movie came out or at least a year or something. And, yeah, because he and, died like the end of production. And they, they, even at the end, he's dubbed in a few. They didn't um, even finish. Yeah, they, yeah, I saw they had to like dub some dialogue, but it wasn't even his. Like he yeah. didn't even live to do that. So, yeah. But he, um, I feel like the movie is almost reluctant to say goodbye to him at the end. It sort of lingers on him breaking down and you get the, you know that George Stevens is like editing the movie going like, well, this is the last scene that James Dean yeah. will ever be in is this moment where he does a tumble over the dais and yeah, that's it. Like you're done, you know, lights out on yeah. Dean. Yeah. That's a big uh, you, responsibility for him. And you know what? It's kind of like in the dark night, Joker. Yeah. Played by Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. That is true. It's in the end of this movie. God, is, is James... Back to the Joker. The question is, would James Dean, maybe one of our greatest actors, mm -hmm. 
I guess I guess would he have taken on the role of the Joker? Now that would be maybe if James Dean was alive. He was about the same age as Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I feel like he totally a few years have. older, maybe. But he could have done. I mean, would he have ended up in the TV version instead of Cesar Romero? <laughs> well, that would have been his career arc if he had lived. Would he had burnt out and been too weird, and then eventually he had to be in the Batman TV show? But he was the Joker. That would have been cool. Oh, he probably would have. Yeah. He would have been. But, he would have been definitely playing weirdo guys. Maybe the Joker. Maybe that. Maybe that's like we. Uh, we have somehow by watching this movie and thinking so hard about it, accessed uh, a multiverse in which James Dean is the Joker. I wish that would be a great uh, alternate hist- uh, timeline. Yeah, I mean, he does give you a picture like when you see him with in the in the older version of himself within the mustache you know with a mustache hitting on this younger woman and stuff you're like oh i do sort of see what he would have been like in the 70s or 80s like if he had been a if he had yeah. not completely like bought whatever ruined his career or brandoed brandoed out yeah Brand, but you're like oh i kind of see he kind of would have been a skeevier kind of guy you know like mm-hmm. he would well i don't know about him maybe. as a person but no no, no but that's like he, yeah. his character you know he like he would have he probably he's not he wouldn't have wanted to play a hunk forever it's just not in his, i don't think he was, wanted to at the time he yeah. was friends with eartha kid he was like a cool weird artist he yeah. wasn't i don't think he wanted to be like a a matinee idol i don't think he did not want it well yeah but i think I mean, certainly in this part, he's not, not, he doesn't seem to be working terribly hard to be handsome. He's just being as weird as humanly possible. Yeah. It's kind of fun. No, I When you're handsome, you can be weird. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I was just thinking about like some of the flourishes and he does that little, well, you better not tell him, you know, when he's like, when he's given her, uh, when he's telling her how she's pretty and she's like, well, I'll make, I'll make sure to tell Bick about this, you know, and he goes, Ooh, I wouldn't do that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. I don't know. It's kind of, it, there's a lot of fun little, little things in there. I do like all of that stuff where, where it's like she's playing, she likes him kind of, but in a funny sort of a way. And then she also likes that it bothers her husband then eventually she's not gonna leave her whole family for this no she's not gonna but it's like it's like not it's not logical man like even if she liked you probably not yeah yeah but it just just keeps it spicy is the thing it's like she can be like oh i hung out with jet rink and then i'm not gonna tell you that he was hitting on me again because you know and i get to know and you get to be mad and well, the most that would have been at stake there, she would have had a love affair with him. And no, she couldn't have sex with him. He's too weird. Are you kidding? That's if there the was a sequel, they could have had like a, a steamy sequel. It would have been like a Nicholas Rogue sex scene where they're jumping on the bed or something. But you could even do flashbacks. Oh, like you could learn that they actually did sleep together back in Ria- oh. Little Riata or something. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't wow. little. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Imagine a James Dean sex scene. We were really deprived from that. We've seen a Dennis Hopper. There like, are naked sex pictures scene. of him. There are uh, yeah. him in a tree. You- <laughs> <laughs> Matt just started googling frantically because he was like basically or bisexual I, in real life. He probably would have. Been I used like, being actually, but yeah. Yeah, you binged it. I binged. I just binged yeah, James yeah. Dean nude. <laughs> Nudes uh, with a Z. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the cool ones. I only want to see the cool ones. I saw that the, that the the thing that I was reading was that that uh, he was 
I think uh, unclear about what he wanted from sexually men and men and women. Yeah. That the story was according to Elizabeth Taylor that, um, he had some really, really sad, sad things from his upbringing. And then that he was a very uncomfortable with rock Hudson trying to hit on him. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah, that. That they lived together briefly during this movie. And he was like, no, he's trying to do gay stuff. I got to leave. And whether that's true or not, we'll never know. But he didn't like that Rock Hudson was so uh, out, I guess. He didn't hmm. appreciate that. Interesting. He was, he well, was, I always heard that James Dean was kind of like a sleep around. Like, that's how he like made his living before he was like cast mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, yeah. He, like, he was kind of like a kept boy for yeah. producers and stuff like that. Yeah, the same article talked about that, and it also said that... Which, or maybe that's something that he just had to do, and he didn't like it, or or who knows? Who knows, yeah. Yeah, was it a was it a voluntary... I mean, like, I think there was a lot of that in old Hollywood, honestly, that they're the casting couch, but not... And then he dated the lady that played Seinfeld's mom. That's that right. Oh, her, his, that's his right. Girlfriend. Who recently passed away. Yeah, um, she recently passed. Wow. Yeah. She like was his girlfriend at the time. So, so yeah, gosh. His grandchildren would now be automatically cast in cool stuff. He might have some grandkids out there. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Seems Maybe like another, no. He another didn't know half Dean going out there. Maybe I'm the grandkid. Maybe I should make that my story story maybe i should be like hey by the way Just i'm james dean grand i'm james dean's grandkid i know i don't <laughs> yeah. i know my face is a completely different shape you can get into any bar in town dude with yeah that. i don't the, think uh, i think you just need to you just need to accurately describe a woman who could have been in the right place at the right time you don't even have to know anything about james dean it's just like well my mom always told me this story yeah, yeah. or my grandma my grandma because it doesn't add up he was dead but yeah. <laughs> my uh, my mom my uh, was in a bar once and she was hit on by john voigt um, <gasps> and so she had an early so you're angelina jolie <laughs> i could have been an engine i could i'm like jolie adjacent like like, like my mom wow. and john voigt could have very wow. easily probably had a had a tryst you know they didn't but you know um, how do you know how i do know you i don't know 100 percent. do you but know again i don't think i got a voigt face <laughs> no the, hey, uh, that was really fast, Matt. <laughs> he doesn't have a void face. Yeah, whatever. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I was like, wow, you no. really didn't think about it at all. <laughs> what? Hey, we, we, Matt and you I have almost like the same Voigt, face. Do you? You don't I don't know. Like John Voigt. I don't want to look like Lurch, like the, the, no. the brother. You know, he has weird mustaches in the seventies and stuff. You yeah. Know? You know, John Voigt to me, he just looks like he was a hunk, like a, like a, a baby. Blanket. Doesn't he though? Yeah, he looks like a baby on top of like the He's tallest very smooth man looking. body. <laughs> he does like a smooth looking man. He does yeah. have a little. He does look sanded. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a yeah, like a little sweet face. But I don't think he's. Uh, he doesn't seem. He doesn't seem great. But uh, if you want to come on the show, John Boyd. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have John Boyd on the show. I mean, he'd, 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 he'd be fascinating. He's like. He's 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 an interesting he's an interesting guy. I mean, weird politics. Yeah, but, I'm sure he's know. awesome. You just talk to him about cool movies. You don't have to get political. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I like to invite him on and then and then sandbag him. Be like, yeah, that's what I would do. Like, <laughs> now I got you. Now Matt, that I have this chance, you like Trump. Huh? I'm gonna change your mind. Exactly. 
Mm. Um, young Salmenio also appears in this uh, movie briefly. Um, yeah. Dies in this one too. Yep. Set up to die pretty quick. But um, this is how we prove, this is how you prove your, your, your validity in American life is you die in a war very fast and then people go, yep, all right, you're an American now. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, legend. You get to be a legend. But the way that they that sh- that scene is like beautifully done. There's just a picture of the newspaper, and it says, "You know, local hero returns home today." And then the train departs, and you see a coffin draped with the American flag. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bored child watching the funeral. Just such yeah. an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah, like very a, naturalistic kind of just kid. Yeah, George him. Stevens did a great. I mean, he saw some like he's he's written about and there's that book called Five Came Back and it's about like the five directors that went on to you know work for the yeah. uh, military. He was one of them, and he was definitely he like because he like Ryan brought up like filmed like a lot of the uh, concentration camps getting freed and stuff, and it definitely uh, uh, messed with him his whole life. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it couldn't. But such an awesome responsibility, too, to record that. Not awesome in the fun way. Not awesome in the extreme way. You mean awesome in the... In the Not like, in, in, in hey, a large, kick it, it ass. Was a large, <laughs> it was an awesome. It was a awesome. large responsibility. Just look at this shot. Look at this shot. Oh, if he, this was, on, so if he awesome. was on Twitter now, he would be like, awesome. uh, I'm just going to put this here. I was involved in a really cool project. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine uh, the, people tweeting about some the Holocaust? Before the Nuremberg trials. Uh, they're like, nailed it. This Nazi's going this, to excited that This is coming on. It's going to be on TV tonight. Yeah. You, you like read the tweet and you're like, why him? Yeah. Um, oh, so you would be jealous that he booked going to concentration camps? No, I wouldn't. This is awful. This is off the rails. Um, no, I don't the, think you would be. I don't think anybody would be. I'm glad that they did it. And I think it's a it's a it's a thing that. I think is really interesting when you watch older movies that are yeah. people who are who were making movies because they were escaping Europe or because they were somehow affected by the experience of being like Dirk Bogart. Those stories about Dirk Bogart being yes. extremely affected. Um, and I, and he's I think, fascinating to listen to. If you ever find a Dirk Bogart, there's Dirk Bogart in interviews where he talks Dirk about it. Bogart, his, yeah, Bogart, uh, the uh, British actor. He's yeah. in some really really interesting act, interesting movies. He, he's in one. Uh, it's called Victim, which is the first movie to depict uh, a gay character uh, really in a very sympathetic light in England where they directly say that he is gay and uh, was incredibly brave of him to do because he was gay. He was actually yeah. playing gay. It's very, really kind of an, an, an unsung guy, I think. Well, these guys that went to war and then came back and then just like went about their lives, like, I yeah. mean, they're carrying all that stuff with them. So they actually, you know, have yeah. a lot of weight and stuff to say and uh, like have lived a, lo- a life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And the idea of just a war movie made by any of those guys or like a guy like a like a Samuel Fuller who who was mm-hmm. w- yeah. w- had a whole military career before ma- even making a film is like well of course he's going to make a more lived in war movie than like whatever exactly. chump now is like I want to like make a war movie uh, yeah yeah that's true totally um, this movie uh, you would think it won best picture mm-hmm. yeah because it was so long and it did win best director it did not win best picture did anyone get slapped at that Oscar, or is it a slap-free? 
56 was 56 slap free or was it i'm looking at the wiki right now it says it says slap free i'm not seeing any incident any slap incidents Mm -hmm. as of yet if you guys know if anyone knows of a slap that happened at the 1957 ceremonies Mm -hmm. let us know uh the winner of best picture was around the world in 80 days oh yeah a movie that we all still love and talk about watch constantly those Jules Verne books, though, when I was a kid, I loved, and I've never been able to make it through that movie because uh, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's like, wasn't it like one of those roadshow movies? Sure. Yeah. that You didn't come across it in your Technicolor uh, epic days? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think. I think I skipped that one. So even as someone with a pretty rarefied interest in a certain kind of old Hollywood movie, even that one was too boring for you to watch? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Doolittle's pretty hard, too. Oof. Uh, God, that know. is the most 70s grimy. The, the film looks like it's covered in some sort of oil. Yeah. Have you read the book on um, that other, the, the same author uh, did the book on this 1960. Eight yeah, Mark Oscars. Harris. Is that yeah. uh, the, he did the uh, pictures out of Revolution? Yes, and there's a lot of Doctor Doolittle lore in that. Yeah, it's great. It's like the story of like the five best pictures from that year. It's like Bonnie and Clyde, that Graduate, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and um, oh, In the Heat of the Night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and wow. uh, it's a really good book. It's actually really really good. And then he also wrote that Mike Nichols book that just came out. Yes. We talked and about y'all just that. did Wolf. We just did Wolf. And, we uh, did do yeah, Wolf. Yeah. We had some research come in from that. But uh, yeah, I, I've, I've read... <laughs> our researcher. A, our researcher. Oh, our our researcher. Our hired researcher <laughs> uh, pulled some... Uh, Handed in some pages at the last second. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting started. There's a whole the chapter on it, you know. This is just becoming a Mark Harris uh, uh, promo uh, podcast for all for the three of his books that we've mentioned now on this uh, That's all right. Episode. I don't mind that. That's a that's a Maybe very he'll do like an campaign. ad on your show. Yeah. Books. I'd like <laughs> yeah. to do I'd like to break and instead of like doing mattresses like like hey mm-hmm. hey guys you like Mark Harris books? I like them. <laughs> it's me Mark Harris. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> there we did it. <laughs> you need an affordable place to find your Mark Harris books. You got to come down to Mark Harris Outlet. <laughs> Mark Harris's Circus of Books. Sign up. Use code M. Harris and mention Mama Needs a Movie and you get three of his books. You get, you get all the books? A discount price. Deal. At full price. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like uh, the, the small print. Yeah, you put paid full price, but uh, they have them here. Um, let's move on uh, as we're rounding out this conversation. Uh, let's give this movie an MPAA rating. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So I'll explain what that is. Um, MPAA ratings, of course, are like the regular G, G through NC-17 ratings. And, um, but for the purposes of this show, they're mama panic attack assessment. Oh, yeah. So what in the movie uh, made you feel all yucky inside uh, in a different way that maybe it would have made you feel before you were a parent? Because um, that's something that i wanted to talk about on here is well i think that the luz too was probably pretty young how was how old was she oh with yeah Jet? she, she that might had have been to, a little too young might like, have been six like a 15 16 year old maybe. maybe i don't know i didn't do the math but i'm that sure it's okay. i'm sure it's troublesome i guarantee you it is not so legal would, whatever he was doing is not legal well at the very least it was gross <laughs> at the worst it was illegal well yeah yeah 
But for this, for this rating, it doesn't matter. Like language doesn't matter. None of those things matter. It's just like, did it, did it bother you in some deeper parenty way? Uh, and uh, what rating would you think you would give this? So I guess I would give it like a PG-13. PG-13. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. 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 For that, for that element of it, for the, for the like, don't. Hit on Not for the you no. Know, I'll just also just the the racism and stuff like that. I guess that should be uh, but rated less so that more people see it at a younger age. See it mm-hmm. and you yeah. say, hey, you know what? This is. I don't know why this is a rated thing. This is like uh, something you should learn from. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want it to be. Um. You know, it's accessible. So you want the, all those baby Rock Hudsons to learn before they're fifty. Yeah, they should. Yeah, this is a good plan. Mm-hmm. I found the 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 part of uh, the children uh, freaking out, crying over Pedro, the turkey, uh, very uh, disturbing. Mm-hmm. In two two levels, one is like, oh, that's a really awful thing that reminds me of uh, my brother when he was a kid <laughs> doing exactly the same thing. And, uh, and then also because it was like, these children are really upset and I kind of wonder what was actually happening. Cause they're saying, no, no, like what are, oh, what how did they get that reaction? <laughs> right. Like what did their director do? Yeah. Was he showing them? What was he doing? Yeah. Like what had was their he dog them? or something. Probably just yeah. Yeah. killed the turkey alive off screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing it. The director himself. Those reactions. <laughs> It's a director. He's he's fucking seen war. That guy, George Stevens, could kill a turkey and he needs some kids to cry in a movie. He's like, he's like, this. This I gotta get it accurate. This is how the children would feel. I'll show them what it feels like. You're worried about your kid watching that and then knowing what a turkey is. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think overall the movie was like it. It does. It does have some. Uh, you know, some kind of. It's dated and has problematic. You yeah, know. yeah, but I mean, I'm not worried about that. Problematic stuff doesn't make my heart race, but that part of it got got me feeling a little like this isn't entertaining. This is bothering me. I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like this. So I, I think I would I, for that. I would probably give it a, a a PG because most of the movie doesn't have that in there. So I would say, as someone raised in Texas, I feel like a prank like that isn't that outrageous, or you know how you're like, you know. Tougher, you know. You're tougher if you're in Texas. You're saying <laughs> you're that if I was tougher. a Texas mom, I'd be like, it's fine. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, it's a, oh, they had to learn eventually. Uh, <laughs> do you relate, uh, Matt, to the uh, the uh, scene where Rock Hudson's trying to get his son to ride the horse and they and the kid Oh my God, that scene is so hard to see. No, oh my God. It's like everything no, I don't want to be that. as a parent. Like, see, like, I've seen plenty of like kids been crying on baseball fields or whatever oh, it is yeah. where they've been forced to do something and it's just the worst it's like what are you trying to prove and it's just like this weird you know i'm glad i don't uh i would never ever do that um that's the crazy it was like the craziest like that was an unfun scene yeah, he's like, like, him and then he like grabs him and puts him yeah. on the car. It's kind of like in like Wolf of Wall Street when he's like coked up and gr- takes the kid in the car and he r- crashes into the fucking yeah, you know the wall. It's like endangering a child. Not cool. Like good dad. Like, yeah. Good dad. Yeah, that's with your anger. I feel yeah. like it's how I would act if someone tried to put me on a horse right now. Yeah, I would just 
yeah. not be into it. And yeah. but it's a dark scene. I mean, there's some dark stuff. That's what I think is why it's great. Is that there's some dark yeah. stuff. I mean, it does. Know? I think it does depict. I mean, PG is probably low. I think. I think I would. I would give it closer to. Now that I'm. Now that I'm really thinking about what is going on in this movie, I would give it more of an R because I think it's about a lady who has certain views about life and she basically wants her children to get educated and make their own choices, except mm-hmm. for her daughter going to Switzerland. Um, and she decides to stay in a very, very isolated relationship with her husband in spite of how rigid he is about them. And it's a, uh, it's kind of bad. It's kind of bad. It's a very yeah. 1950s view of marriage. Like, you just got to stick it out. Yeah, forever. Forever, no matter what. No matter how it really negatively affects her kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. God. Yeah, it is kind of a dark. It is, it is yeah. sad now. I think yeah. that's more it's more of an R, actually. Which I think in real life, it's a G. But mm-hmm. I, Yeah, but in, re- but in today's world, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's looped back around and it's actually harder to watch now than it was in 1956. Um, I don't know. I have to go back to that multiverse. And then uh, just to, to close out, any final thoughts you have on the movie and a rating? Um, uh, we'll go around yes. here and give our ratings. Uh, there's so much. It's a, it is a giant movie, truly. Maybe is is this should this <laughs> film be uh, graded on a scale of... Um, uh, cow heads? Uh, 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 how many heads of cattle? Uh, heads of cattle, heads of cattle, uh, heads of cattle is good. There's so much cattle in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'll go first. Uh, I this uh, this to me is a four out of four heads of cattle mm-hmm. uh, picture. I went a long time not seeing it. I'm actually very uh, very uh, very thankful that we got to watch it again. Now it's a movie I wouldn't have wanted to go too much longer in my in my life without revisiting it. Uh, I think it's a spectacular epic uh movie with some terrific performances and uh some themes that are still very resonant today yeah i think that uh i agree i think i think i give it uh four heads of cattle i think when i saw it the first time it was like oh dang this is so long and it's such you know old movie and watching it again i realized the only scene that i actually remember in the movie is the scene in the diner yeah um, and I was sort of like, dang, that's a really, eff- that's a really effective movie. I think that the part of it that you take away from it is I think what's the part of it you're supposed to take away from it. Uh, I think because they, they sit with that in the end of the movie so much. Um, and I think that's for such a long movie, that's really impressive that, that it leads you to that point so effectively. Um, mm-hmm. so I give it, I give it four stars, like a really well-made movie uh, a lot of weird James Dean in it. Mm-hmm. I also, you know what? I'm going to give it four heads of cattle as well because wow. uh, it's just a, a huge <laughs> epic, uh, like human drama that they don't mm-hmm. make anymore, and it's a cool time capsule of Hollywood um, of that era, that and that studio look and those stars and um, just defining shots and scenes and um just i as a texas boy like i just love a big movie that celebrates texas 
Um, you know, like it's fun to see and it's funny and it's also funny and it's also true and it's laughable and it's also like true. Even you're like, yeah, that's how people are there sometimes. And it's like really like kind of captures a, a certain spirit and, um, luxuriates in it. And, um, I just enjoy it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a homecoming. It's like, it's, it's kind of like if you feel homesick type thing, not that I'm like from a ranch. You know, but just like, <laughs> yeah. just general being from Texas, I don't know. There's a feeling that the movie tries to capture, and it does. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's a spirit, and it's a big spirit. It, mm-hmm. One might even say that it's giant. Yeah, it's a movie mm-hmm. that I think is like a of all the movies that are associated with regions. It's like, yeah, giant. If I say, "What's a Texas movie?" in your head, you go, "Ah, oh, maybe this, that, or a giant." That's one. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, Dallas uh, Buyers Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Alamo. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. The Alamo. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen John that one that new Alamo movie? Uh, uh, there's two Alamos. There's the John Lee Hancock one, and then there's there's a, uh, a notoriously bad John Wayne one, which I've never seen. Isn't there? Yeah, one? I think I've seen that one. In like what? school, I watched it or something. There's like a another one that's got like that's from like 1997 or something, isn't there? I don't know. There's like a more recent one with like Dennis Quaid in it is like one of the right Davy Crockett or something. A friend's dad recently pitched me a movie idea that was a, a reimagining of the Alamo, uh, like a Tarantino version of the Alamo where they win and they have like a machine gun or something. Like That's that. a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> that was a bad idea. I'd watch. I'd watch that movie for sure. That's oh, a great. Yeah. That's a that's a great bad idea. It's one of those where it's yeah. like, yeah, I could see yeah. that being a big deal. And then they would play it at the Alamo Draft House. Uh, whole thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Big tie-ins. Um, big tie-ins. Well, yeah. Matt Kowalik, thank you so much for being our guest. Here. Thanks for having me, guys. That was a lot of fun. Taking the is, time out. Is to... there uh, is there anything uh, besides uh, you know kick-ass dad skills that you would <laughs> like to promote? <laughs> no. Right now, no. uh, if someone wants to follow you, find you online. Is there a, is there a, t- a tag, a handle? Sure, you can follow me at Matt Kowalik on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't have anything to plug right now. I'm gonna be on a show on in, on the Peacock in like the winter or fall. Oh, we got a little role in a show. What's that uh, called? It's called Bumper in Berlin. It's I'm part of I'm now part of the uh, Pitch Perfect universe. <gasps> wow so I got a little role in that that was a lot of fun and so that's coming out in like the fall or winter I think that's what they've been waiting for all along I think you're what they've been waiting yeah. for all along yeah, yeah. Rebel Wilson. they were happy to find me <laughs> yeah we're waiting for Matt Kowalik <laughs> well that's a pretty good universe to be part of though because I don't think they will ever stop making Pitch Perfects no I, I'm waiting for my uh, spinoff one day what's your character's name um, but my name is just mad in it, but I learned how to, um, beatbox and, uh, did a lot of dancing in it. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Long. I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't either. I, I think no I'm going to sign up for Peacock. <laughs> great. Yes, please. Everyone subscribe to Peacock. I guess that's all I have to promote. To <laughs> yeah, Peacock. It's only $5 um, a month. I subscribe. I got it for the Olympics. There's a lot of good stuff on there. I'm not just saying that's that. That's where all the comedy's going these days. Um, marry me. And marry me. The McGruber show is great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get on it. Columbo uh, is on there. What? Wow. Okay, yeah, I'm doing it all tonight. The, yeah, Columbo. Congratulations on being on the network of Columbo. Hey, that's something. It's it not really nothing. is. It's more than I've got. More than I got going on. 
<laughs> if you yeah. want to follow this show on uh, Twitter, it is Mama Pod, and on Instagram, Mama Needs a Movie Pod. And uh, we do new episodes every Monday. If you like this show, give it a little rating or a review on iTunes. Because I think mm-hmm. that makes more people listen or something. I don't know. I think it makes know, more people aware that the show exists. And uh, if you can subscribe, that's even better. It just kind of bumps us up into people even knowing that the show is there. Uh, yeah. We and, don't know what we're doing, and this is not a net. <laughs> this is not like a network. We don't have like a network or something where it's like yeah, some. Just subscribe, some guys. No. Headgum is or, you know pushing this show out, so we're just. Like, I mean, we might get on Peacock. It sounds plausible that we I want the show to be the first Peacock <laughs> podcast. Honestly, that could happen. It it could totally happen tomorrow. Um, but thank you so much for listening to our in depth discussion, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.